this year, I did a Facebook Live and I was like, um, I don't know, frustrated and feeling like God was telling me to shift. And um, I wasn't really excited about the shift because, um, well, it seemed kind of weird and I just wanted to fit in because sometimes it gets old being the weird one. Anyway, um, I decided to follow the Lord and do what he was telling me to do. And really what he was saying was to get into the word and to start studying the word for myself, which I honestly thought I was doing and had been doing for a long time. Um, but there were things that he was telling me to read, specifically telling me to get into Revelation and the book of Daniel and Ezekiel and places like that that are, are, are often referred to as um, problematic scripture there's this problematic scripture in some of these things. And like, who am I to talk about problematic scripture? Anyway, so I just decided that I, I would be obedient and I would do that. Um, so like a month ago, probably now, <laughs> um, I was reading Psalm 68 and I totally understood it. And I was so excited. Posted it on Facebook. Um, and so here I am now trying to explain it. Um, okay, so let me start with this. So back in March, uh, I had read Ephesians 4 and like really read it. And um, it, it was talking about, you know, the unity of the body of Christ. And one of the things that people were saying to me. And I was feeling um, like, where's all the where's all the mature believers, and um, who where do we go, and wh how do we plug into mentors and all that kind of stuff? And, and I was really struggling with that. And um, the Lord pointed out this part, and it's in Ephesians four, and it talks about, and He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood. And it um, goes on and talking about how when we're in this five-fold ministry that um, it, we kind of spur each other on basically and we grow up and we're no longer children tossed to and fro um, like waves carried by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Um, rather speaking the truth. And so I was like, okay, so that was the scripture that I got. That must be it. That's, that's the answer to all of these questions that I have. The big question that I had um, was, why am I not seeing the work that Paul did why am I not seeing um, people being set free and staying free? And um, so what did Paul know that I didn't know? That was kind of kind where it came down to. What does Paul know that I don't know? Because you're no respecter of persons. So it wasn't that you looked at Paul and said he's more special. Um, it's just that he knew something. That's the only thing I could come to is he knew something that I don't know 
He was taught something that I wasn't taught and I wanted to know what that was. Well, the Lord showed me. <laughs> so, um, it goes kind of, a, it's long. And so I'm not really quite sure how to narrow it down, which is why it's taken me so long to do this Psalm 68. Because honestly, I don't know where to start. Um, but I'll show you some things and then I'll come back to where I was. Um, so Lord, I pray that your people hear what I have to say and I pray that I'm a blessing in Jesus' name. So in Psalm 68, I'm going to go to the end. Because <laughs> let's start at the end, right? Um, so if you start at Psalm 68 and you t look at Psalm 68 starting at 28, um, he says, Summon your power, O God, the power of God by which you have worked for us because of your temple at Jerusalem. Kings shall bear gifts to you. Rebuke the beasts that dwell among the reeds, the herd of bulls with the calves of the peoples. Trample underfoot those who lust after tributes. Scatter the people who delight in war. Nobles shall come from Egypt. Cush shall hasten to stretch out her hands to God. O kingdoms of the earth, uh, sing to God, sing to the sing praises to the Lord, to him who rides in the heavens. Um, anyway, so they're like praising God, praising God, right? But right before that, um, in, uh, let's see. Um, right before that is talking about um, kind of... Um, I don't know, where it makes God seem like he's kind of mean and mad and angry. Um, so in 19, bless the Lord who daily bears up, bears us up. God is our salvation. Our God is a God of salvation. And to God, the Lord belong deliverances from death. But God will strike the heads of his enemies, the hairy crown of him who walks in his guilty ways. The Lord, the Lord said, I will bring them back from Bashan. I will bring them back from the depths of the sea that you may strike your feet in their blood, that the tongues of your dogs may have their portion from the foe. Your procession is seen, O God, your procession of my God, my king into the sanctuary. And then he's talking about the singers going in front. And you just think, okay, What? The Lord said, I will bring them back from Bashan. I will bring them back from the depths of the sea that you may strike your feet in their blood, that the tongues of your dogs may have their portion from the foe. And it's like, wow, what the world. And if you read all the stuff in the Old Testament, um, I shouldn't say all of it, but oftentimes in the Old Testament, it's like the stuff that God is saying or people are saying about God and that God is going to do like these promises of these upcoming events it's like there's going to be so much blood that it's going to, you know, like the birds and the whatever beast will eat on the flesh of the people for days and days and days. And it's like, man, what kind of God do we serve, man? Like, like you're mean. And like, how do I connect with you? And how do I get close to you? You're like a really mad God. You're angry. Well... Like, we didn't, I don't know, there's a whole lot of us that didn't really understand the truth of how things went down. And when you don't understand what really happened, you you perceive things 
um, like half-truths, basically. And so um, in Psalm 68, um, when, when Paul refers to it, it just so happens one of the time Paul refers uh, to the Old Testament um, is in Ephesians 4, where the Lord started me, which is why it was so important. And um, it says in Psalm 68, when you start at the very beginning, it said that God shall scatter his enemies. And you have to ask the question, who are God's enemies? And if we believe that it's man, like us, human beings, then when God talks about scattering enemies and their blood and you know, you'll march in their blood and all that stuff. It makes God sound like he's really, really mean and and violent. Like he's this violent aggressor. But that's really not the truth at all. Um, so just to kind of start at the beginning, since I started at the end there. Um, in the very beginning in Genesis, you know, we hear about how God... Um, well, you know, he wanted a family, right? So... He created us, Genesis 1. This is, you know, a nice little story. And he was, you know, the Holy Spirit was hovering over the um, deep and the dark and all that. And God said, you know, let there be light. And there was light and all this stuff, right? And, all, and he created all these things. And then the sixth day, and, and he creates man. Um, and God's like, uh, you know, I'm going to create, I'm going to create this this man and um the, the man is going to have dominion it says then god said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens over the livestock and over all the earth and the creepy things etc etc and then it says in 27 so god created man in his own image the image of god he created him male and female and then you go he blesses Adam. He says, now go out, whatever, right? So there's Adam and Eve. Go out, be fruitful. Go do this thing. Go. And so he's got this family of, of, um, of men, of this man and woman. And then we hear about this big event that happens, um, not very long after, right? We don't know the time, but, um, so there's this fall in, in Genesis 3. And, and so we hear about the fall and we know about the fall and we know that it was bad. And the Lord, you know, the serpent came into the garden, tricked Eve, tricked Adam. And then the Lord basically puts out this, uh, curse. I, I, I guess like he says, he says a decree and he's like, um, I'm going to put amnesty between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. And so there's like this battle of the seed, right? It's this battle, the seed wars, I guess, um, between us and, and the serpent. And, um, so that's really all that we hear about, um, as being like the, a big event, this big massive event. But Paul, cause the question is, what did Paul know? So Paul knew of three events. Um, there were two more. And we know about them, but they're like cutesy little kid stories. Um, so we know about um, we know about the flood, and we know about the Tower of Babel. 
right? Um, but here's something that we don't talk about because it's problematic. And it's in Genesis 6. And it says, when man began, this is in the Bible, <laughs> this is Genesis 6. When man began to multiply on the face of the land and daughters are born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of man were attractive and they took as their wives any they chose. Then the Lord said, my spirit shall not abide in man forever for he is flesh. His days shall be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward. When the sons of God came into the daughters of man and they bore children to them, these were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. And I have been stuck on that. Like, what are you even talking about? The men of renown? Um, who are these mighty men of old? Like, what are you even talking about? And like, what happened with them? Okay, so this thing happened. Uh... So there's this increasing corruption on earth and this thing happened and what? And nobody ever really explained it to me. But what I do know is that um, there was a time when Jesus was on earth and in Matthew, the, the uh, disciples were saying to Jesus, like, how are we going to know when you're, when you're coming back? And Jesus said that in the end times, they will be like the days of Lot, like the days of Noah. Um, well, what is, okay, um, well, here's the thing. We know about the flood, right? It's cute. Um, Noah was told to build a boat, uh, do all this stuff, and, and then he did it, and, you know, and he took two animals, and the two animals and entered the ark, you know, together, blah, 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 and it was so great. Um... But what was that even really all about? And um, so what the Lord was saying was, if you keep reading in Genesis 6, the Lord said, uh, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him to his heart. The Lord said, I'm going to blot him out. And um, I'm sorry that I made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And so you have this thing going on where it says in the Bible that there was this these sons of God. And they entered into the daughters of, uh, of man, which means they had sex with them. And they were having children with the with the women, and they were called the Nephilim. Well, the Nephilim are giants. Um, they were these mighty men of old, these men of renown. And so these Nephilim were the children uh, of the sons of God who had gotten with the daughters of men. And they were uh, evil, like continuously all their all their thoughts were just evil so what happened is um and this is crazy uh so what happened was um this the seed remember we had the seed wars the seed was corrupted 
So you have the DNA of man, the DNA of man being changed by these sons of God. Well, who in the world are the sons of God? Um, right? Like, what do you mean? The sons of God. Okay, well, if you go to Psalm 82, um, it says, it's titled, Rescue the Weak and Needy. And it says, um, God has taken his place in the divine council. In the midst of the gods, he holds judgment. Now, what are we, what? So, um, both of these words, God has taken place in the divine council, in the midst of the gods, of the gods. So, big G and little g. Um, in the Hebrew, they're both Elohim. So, it's like, what do you mean? Um, God has, okay, all right, let's just put that over here for a minute. It says, and then God says, how long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Give justice to the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. They have neither knowledge nor understanding. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I said, you are gods son of the most high all of you nevertheless like men you shall die and fall like any prince arise O god judge the earth for you shall inherit all the nations what in the world just happened there i mean we could just continue to ignore it um but the fact of the matter is is that there's our god father god the most high that's referred to in here most high being caps. Um, so our God, the God of gods, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, that God, he had a divine council. And in he sat in the midst of these gods. Um, and they were called sons of God. And um, in here, he's not talking to men because he said, you're going to die like men. Well, if that doesn't make any sense. Why would you say that you're going to die like men if they're men? He's talking to the gods, the Elohim, the sons of God. And he's telling them, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you being so evil and encouraging wickedness? And, and why aren't you demanding justice? So, so... We think about God being so angry and so bitter and like lusty, kind of bloodthirsty, um, lusting after killing people and whatever else. Who's he talking about? Maybe he's not talking about men because here he's decreeing a thing and he's saying, you're going to die like men. Um, you're going to fall like any prince. So he's talking to these sons of God and he's saying, I'm going to kill you for what you did to my people. Um, and he's talking about what he did to the sons of men, of man. Who was that? Well, that's us, right? So now, who is this God? Maybe he's not 
maybe he's not such a bad God. Maybe he's not such an angry God. Maybe he's a protective father. So he has the flood. Who died in the flood? Wow, was that a wicked thing or what? Um, it says, now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. What do you mean they had corrupted their way on the earth? And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh for the earth is filled with violence through them. Okay, so first of all, in Genesis 6, um, they're talking about corruption increasing on the earth that the sons of God came down and they were with the women. They created these Nephilim that corrupted the DNA of man. All they were was wicked and evil. That's all they thought about all day long. And, and then in Genesis 6, 9, God's like, I've had enough and I'm going to deal with these people. And that is why we had the flood. And this is referred, the flood is referred to constantly in the New Testament. Once you understand what they're talking about, they're always referring back to these three major events. Um, so the sons of men, uh, or the sons of God, I'm sorry, um, but these ones, these sons of God who sat uh, in the council. Um, no, that's wrong. I'm sorry, that's wrong. These, these gods who came down and created the Nephilim, they are, according to Peter, in 2 Peter 4, and Jude, um, I think it's like 6, um, I can't remember. Anyway, in Jude, he's, they both refer to uh, the gods being buried um, in this deep, dark pit, okay? So that's what happened. There was a deep, dark pit. All of these entities that created the Nephilim um, were put into this pit. Um, and they now await judgment, according to 2 Peter 2.4. They are awaiting their judgment. Okay so, that's, okay, so that's why the flood happened. So what did God do? He took the only people who have not, had not been corrupted, who had not become part Nephilim, part sons of God, I guess, whatever, the seed hadn't been corrupted. He took them and he put them on an ark and he saved us and um, destroyed the others. But it says that um, they were with us and then afterward, so there were some that survived, some of the Nephilim that survived. And you think, wow, that's so crazy. That's so weird. Well, there's giants all throughout the Old Testament. I mean, that's who Goliath was. He was a giant. So that's what I'm talking about. So, so, um, okay. This is a lot, I know. Um, so back to Psalm 68. Well, one other thing, just really fast. So the Tower of Babel, you know how we just kind of talk about that and then move on um, as if it was really nothing. 
So in Genesis 11, we're literally still on the first book. So in Genesis 11, um, it says the whole earth had one language and the same words. Um, and as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. Um, and they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone. And they basically, they're like, hey, um, let's do this thing. Let's build this tower of Babel. And then let's basically what they were saying is let's make it so tall that we can enter in to heaven and, and demand that the King of Kings of the, and Lord of Lords basically do what we want him to do um you know we're going to be like god right so um this is a nimrod thing um and i won't get into that because there's so much to say about that too but um so at the tower of babel the lord looked down and he was like wow look at them doing this thing they're probably they might accomplish what they're trying to do and so the lord confused their language right and then if you read in Deuteronomy 32, Moses explains what happened. And he says in 32.8, he said, When the Most High gave the nations their inheritance, when he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of the peoples according to the number of the sons of God. But the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob, his allotted heritage. So what happened was, is at the Tower of Babel, when he confused the language, he turned the people over to the sons of God in the council, from the council. Remember, there was a divine council. He turned them over to the divine council. So that's why when you hear about the 70 nations, remember Jesus in the New Testament, he sent out the 70 or the 72, depending upon your your um, translation. That's because there were 70 nations that had been divided at the Tower of Babel. And um, so the Lord had assigned these um, uh, sons of God to sit over the, the 70 nations. And that's when, when they acted wickedly, that's when he decreed Psalm 82. I'm done with you. I, why are you not dealing justly with these people? You understand that they, that they don't know, that they're, that they're weak, and they don't deal justly with them. Again, he's being a father. He's like, these are my humans who don't understand, and you're the sons of God, and you know things that they don't know. Instead, you're dealing wickedly. And so... Um, so anyway, in, in, in Deuteronomy 32, Moses tells us um, that there was an inheritance that was given, that mankind was divided, that he set up boundaries, and these 70 um, sons of God were ruling over them, except over one nation, and that nation was Jacob, Israel, right? Okay, so all that. So much more. So much more about that. Um, Psalm 68. God shall arise. His enemies shall be scattered. Who are his enemies? Nephilim. The giants. All of them. Okay. Um, 
And yes, the Nephilim were destroyed in the flood, except it says in there with us afterward in Genesis, remember? So that's why there continued to be giants in the Bible. Look up Og, O-G. O-G. Um, okay, so Psalm 68. And those who hate him shall flee before him. Um, as a smoke driven away, so you shall drive them away. As wax melts before fire, so the wicked shall perish before God. But the righteous shall be glad. They shall exalt before God. They shall be jubilant with joy. Who? Us, sons of men. Yay, thank you, God, that you've saved us. Thank you, Lord, that you've saved us from the giants. Um, father of the fatherless and protector of widows is God in his holy habitation. Do you read this? He is so good. He is so good. And then it talks about how, oh God, when you went out before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, what is he talking about? He's talking about Mount Sinai. That's when um, in Exodus 19, um, 16, when uh, the Lord called Moses and said, come up to Mount Sinai, come up here and let's do this thing. Let's have this covenant. Like now it's time. I've, I've set you free from all these things. It's time. And the Lord's like, come up, come up to Mount Sinai. And then, so that's what they're talking about. And it explains it actually. Um, if you read Exodus 19, 16 through 20, and then also to Exodus 24, it talks about what happened when God came out on the mountain and how the earth shook. And, you know, there was lightning and fire and all this stuff was going on on Mount Sinai. And so um, there was rain in abundance, O God, you shed abroad. You restored your inheritance as it languished. And so this is a time when God was like, okay, here's what I want you to do. Here's the, here's the rules, right, of how to do this thing. Because we're set apart. We are different from all these other people who are under the, the control and the boundaries of these other gods. You are under me, and this is how we're doing this thing. And so then the Lord is like, as long as you follow me and you keep my covenant, then I'm going to be God over you. And so why was he a cloud by day and fire by night? Why did he even have to be that? Because he was taking the people through the land of these other gods. So he was protecting them. He was like, don't touch my people because I will kill you. Right? And so, um, so anyway, so they're like, okay, yay, we're celebrating you. And the Lord gives the word. The women who announce the news are great hosts. I'm a great host, huh? Okay. And then in 15, it says, O mountain of God, mountain of Bashan. O many peaked mountain, mountain of Bashan. Why do you look with hatred, O many peaked mountain? Okay, well, this, this, what is the mountain of Bashan? Um, it's really the place of the dead. Did you ever watch Lord of the of the Rings? You don't remember that when they're like about to go to war and there's this big mountain and and um was it Aragorn? Uh I don't remember. One of them said that it's that what is that mountain over there and they said it's the place of the dead and the dead keep it. So um this mountain of Bashan was a place of the dead. And you know when you talk about Psalm 23 when they talks about going through the valley of the shadow of death. It's this, um, it's this place. And so um, anyway, lots to say about the mountain of Bashan. And when they talk about bulls and calves, it's not because the mountain of Bashan was full of bulls and calves. 
that's actually not what they're referring to. They're talking about demons. Um, anyway, so we're talking about what did Paul know? This is what Paul knew. So now in Ephesians 4, uh, Paul just quotes this scripture. Um, it's a little bit different, but this is what it is in 68. The chariots of God are twice 10,000, thousands upon thousands. The Lord is among them. Sinai is now in the sanctuary. You ascended on high, leading a host of captives in your train and receiving gifts among men, even among the rebellious that the Lord God may dwell there. And then in Ephesians 4, Paul says um, in 4, 7, But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also descended into the lower regions of the earth. He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. It's all about understanding in Psalm. It's all about understanding all the stuff I was just telling you that um, he ascended on high. Jesus descended. Well, where did he descend to? The place of the dead. Well, what's the place of the dead? That's where the flood comes in. That's where they are at in this dark pit. Why do we have baptism? Why, why does it say that the Lord uh, humiliated the, the, the enemy, that he paraded in front of them? What, is, what are they talking about? It's this place where they are, and he says to the enemy, I got you again. You're not having that one. You're not having that one. You're not having that one. They are all marked. They are mine. See their face? <laughs> right and so then he cut he came back in ephesians 4 paul's talking about that he gave he gave us these gifts apostles prophets teachers evangelists this five-fold ministry that we would flow as one in unity that we that we would you know grow up the body that we would be mature people um going out doing the business that God has called us to do. Anyway, yeah, I'm still learning. I'm still getting it all. I hope that all made sense. I don't even know if anybody's on here. Anyway, I can't see, but um, there's so much more to talk about. Bible talks about the Rephaim, the Anakim, all kinds of stuff. I'm telling you, God is a superhero and we totally missed it. He is literally a superhero and he's not cruel. And when he's talking about killing and the blood flowing and we're going to dance in it, he is referring to these, these and the enemy who has um, all of these sons of God that went rogue and, and want 
to take our place basically because we've been given dominion here and they want it. So, um, that's that. Love you guys. Hope that made sense. Bye. Thank you.